0: Beautiful listeners, you know we love you, and we appreciate all the support you've given us to this point. If you would like to further support us in our art, in our effort to allow these wonderful conversations to continue to take place, head over to patreon.com slash inside the sound. Whoopsies! I think that was the wrong one. That was the wrong one? Hold on, take that.
1: well hey there beautiful listeners welcome back inside the sound this is michael and i'm ryan hi ryan and we have a very special guest today would you introduce yourself to our beautiful listeners
2: absolutely so that you don't butcher my name as well <laughs> you like that
1: technique it's good technique right I
2: do. it's a good technique it's nice i should i should uh, definitely use it next time
1: <laughs>
2: uh, hello everybody my name is anastasia mazurok and i am a classical violinist uh, blogger teacher everything musician yay.
0: and i'm very
2: excited to be here yay
0: Thank you again. We appreciate it. And
1: and if I can I pronounce it right, Anastasia, is that like that?
2: Anastasia, Anastasia,
0: Anastasia. Oh, Anastasia. Okay. That's Anastasia. why there's two eyes, right?
2: Exactly. That's the. Truth. Like an Anastasia. accent. Oh, that's awesome. It's like an
0: accent in Spanish, almost. That's
1: great. Okay. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. W- um, wait, is it? That is kind of like that, huh? Okay. Sorry. But back on track. We're just so excited to have you here. I'm excited to have you here because we, um, I think Ryan and I both have a big love for the violin, and that. The well, classical music in general,
0: and you're very credentialed. (laughs) Yeah, so we're just we're tickled to death here.
3: Thank you.
0: One
1: of the things we we love to do and understand about a musician um, is to kind of get their story. Like we love to understand how what got you into music. You know, every every you can see behind us, uh, we have quite a quite a lovely display of uh, superhero paraphernalia and. Uh, are you into superheroes at all? Do you, do you have any love for the comic book stuff?
2: Uh, I mean, I know that the Justice League is coming out in two weeks. So this is great.
1: Yes, it is. This is, we've timed <laughs> this perfectly. Um, yep. <laughs> actually, well, by the time <laughs> this thing comes out, it'll be already out. So people will be jazzed about it. But i tell you what, um, every superhero has a great origin story. And we have definitely found that this is the case with um, pretty much every musician we talk to. So we'd love to, to, to hear yours. Um, how would you describe your origins?
2: Well, uh, we will take it all the way back to almost 19 years ago to Russia. I um, I was born and raised in Russia, and I only moved to the U.S. a little over six years ago. So my hometown is Saint Petersburg, Russia. Both my parents are musicians. Oh, cool! And yeah, my dad's been playing violin for his entire life. He didn't end up pursuing it professionally. It's a long story, and I love telling that story uh, for every scholarship or grant I apply for because <laughs> it's just such a <laughs> it's a moving story and it's a good story. You know, <laughs> uh, he didn't he didn't end up pursuing it professionally. Um, he uh, he is a doctor, so he was uh, in med school and music school at the same time. And back in the USSR. Music wasn't something that you could do as a man to provide for the family, so it was, it has been, and still is, obviously his biggest passion. And unfortunately, he, uh, the conservatory, uh, told him, "Here's basically an ultimatum: so you either stay here and you pursue music professionally and you drop out of the med school, or we have to say goodbye." So it was. I did not understand how they had the guts to say that, but they cut it off there and then. So he had to quit and he stayed in the med school. So that's actually not taking it 19 years ago. It's taking it even further back. No, but don't you think
1: don't you think it's funny how our origin stories go back further than our birth? Because I'm fascinated by this. Mm -hmm. Don't We all have to like face that choice at some point in our lives between as a musician, like between doing something else and music. I feel like there's always a threshold point where you got to make that choice, whether or not even just uh, as a hobby, even just in your room, you still have to make that choice. I find that fascinating. You always
2: have to. Yeah, I agree. I agree. We always have to, to make that choice. And I'm, I'm happy that as a musician, it's not as a professional musician, somebody who does it for a living. I do make that conscious choice every single day. I take the violin out of my case, especially (sighs) during the pandemic, you know, when many people are in doubt, uh, about how essential music is and you know is if that's something that we really should be doing when we're struggling so much these days but we could uh, we could pick it up later so going back to going back to my dad so he had to drop out of of uh, the conservatory and he stayed uh, he stuck with the medicine and he's he's very successful he's very well known in Russia. Um, but music was his passion, and he couldn't pursue it the way he wanted it to. Um, and my mom, when they met, my mom is a pianist, and she's a professional music teacher as well.
3: Oh, wow. When I
2: was born, yeah, so when I was born, so cool. it wasn't even yeah. a question. They're like, exactly. she's oh. going to be doing music. Like, that's that's decided. That's predetermined. And then they pretty much agreed on the violin right away, as, as far as I was informed. I definitely wasn't there. I was informed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> As you the know? story is told.
1: Yeah. I mean As the
2: story goes. Yeah. They- Mimpa
1: there I imagine.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they agreed on the violin and you know it was a it was a journey because I don't think that they I don't think that they had in mind that professional career for me because mm back then and still now and probably a hundred years from now will be the same thing that music isn't your first choice uh, you know I when know. it comes to picking the profession for your kid, wanting them to be successful and like established and accomplished you're like, ah, maybe not music, you know, you don't want them to be struggling their entire life and <laughs> so yeah, they they wanted me to play the instrument, but not necessarily were thinking, long term that I would be a professional musician and then and then about 13 years of age you know I started getting serious performances and they were they were very happy it was still not a question of you know pursuing it professionally but uh, for me that's when I started realizing how impactful that actually was and it was like even taking it back to that specific performance I was playing with the orchestra I was 13. I remember it as if it was yesterday, and uh, I was getting off stage after, you know, a bow and applause, and it was a sold-out venue back in St. Petersburg, and then this elderly gentleman came up to the stage, and he was holding a small bouquet of tulips, and he was crying, and to me, that was was the moment, I'm like, oh my god, I... I did it (laughs) you know like I mean there was an orchestra behind me obviously it wasn't like solely me but I'm like
0: right but no but you did though that's a sweet moment it's powerful
2: yeah I was like wow that's 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 when it hit me I think for the first time consciously because I was doing it since I was almost seven a little under seven so of course when you're that young you don't understand anything you're just doing it because it's fun because your mom told me to Uh, There and then I was like, wow, that's, that's powerful. And then from there on, you know, it was ups and downs because I did go through my weird adolescent crisis where I didn't really practice all that much. And, you know, I was uh, preoccupied with a bunch of thoughts, uh, like what to do with my life and who I am and how I view myself. So practicing wasn't on the forefront, but then as I hit my 16, 17, Um, I think that's where I started thinking about it, considering it for, you know, for long term. And that's where all of the clashing with my parents started. So they
0: were
1: not
2: happy about it. No, they weren't. My dad is a doctor, as I mentioned. So he and my mom, huh. they both pushed me towards medicine. And and I even, you know, I was preparing okay. for med school. I was, you know, like pushing with chemistry and all of that. And I, I really loved the idea of being a doctor. And honestly, this is still one of my dreams that if I had another life, I would definitely pursue medicine. I'm infatuated with the idea of medicine. Really? And, you know, my sister went to med school yeah my family my dad my dad's entire family are doctors and like whatever fourth generation so the idea has been around for a long long time so I was not entirely uh opposed to it but the question at that time was and it's still something when people ask me on Instagram they're like how do you know I'm like well I might not tell you something that you want to hear but if you're questioning then it's probably not for you because with music it's just something that you can't live without. So for medicine, I thought mm-hmm. I do want to pursue it, but if I don't, will I be able to live without it? And I was like, yeah, I, I think I will. I would be able to, but with music, if I drop it right now, would I be able to live without it? And you can you can guess what the the answer was. So I, I, stuck, I stuck with it. And uh, that's pretty much where the decision happened. And after that, there's there's a lot after that because uh, they had no idea that I didn't have the intention to stay in Russia. So that was okay. another surprise that I had cooking. I had cooking up for them. <laughs> so, yeah, there where was a you, lot of may I
1: asked. So where are you based out of now?
2: I'm in Philadelphia. So
1: oh, I'm you're in. Hey, Yay!
2: yeah, mm-hmm. cool. OK, yep. sorry. Good. Yep. You-
1: All right. So they didn't know you were planning to make the move to the US.
2: No, no, no. I mean, I, I was thinking about Europe. I did not want to stay in Russia. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of problems let me put it that way with the music field in russia and i could clearly see even back then i could clearly see the ceiling for myself uh and i was not happy with that ceiling i was like that's i i want to go way beyond that and i know i won't be able to here because i'll be busy you know trying to provide for myself and i just Mm. did not like that path so so i decided to to head head elsewhere and europe was my my parents uh obvious choice they're like oh she's gonna you know she's gonna go addition to um for European schools and I did and I got in and then I heard the word Juilliard and I was like damn this sounds sweet <laughs> I really <laughs> love the idea of it and it was actually way before I ended up at Juilliard because I didn't do my undergrad there I did my master's there So I I was trying to audition for different professors. I was sending my applications into different American academies. And my parents at that point still thought that it was something, you know, not really feasible. They're like, ah, it's fine. Mm. You know, she's not going to get in. And they're very, very (laughs) supportive. But their their thought was just that they would be heartbroken if I moved so far away. They always told me there's no way. Across the ocean, we don't want to, we are not going to be able to cope with that. That's just way too far. We support every endeavor, but America, no, find something that's closer. So they were very firm in that. So, you know, they were obviously, um, helping me out and encouraging me, but I think every time, uh, it didn't work out, they'd be like, okay, maybe she'll, maybe she'll stay close.
0: <laughs> we dodged that bullet. the <laughs> Oh, natural. man. sorry. Um,
2: Pretty much. Yeah. 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 That's for So. Yeah, so when I went to, when I met my professor that I ended up doing my undergrad with, it happened pretty randomly because I met him in Salzburg. I went to Mozarteum Academy in Salzburg, Austria. And it was just, we clicked. It was so wonderful. And he understood me musically and personally. And he was like, okay, after, after a two-week course uh, and a concert, he sat me down. and He was like, I want you to study with me. I'll take care of everything, tuition. Scholarship, um, wow! Invitation, everything. I want you in my studio. You just have to apply for the visa. So I called my parents. They were in Russia, and they're like, "Okay." And then my dad texted me literally five minutes after. He's like, "Your little sister is having a meltdown."
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh man! So
2: yeah, and that's where it got real. And they were like, "Okay." <laughs> off. this is now this is now you if that's what you want to do then that's what you want to do so at that point they realized that there's that there's nothing that could be could be done anymore and my dad was like okay so that's your path you've proven that it's your path we're not going to be in the way and yeah and then I went on hmm. to you know to to get my undergrad here graduated and then I auditioned for Juilliard and I got in on a very good scholarship so I completed my master's at the Juilliard. Uh, in May 2020.
1: Congratulations.
2: Um, Yeah, thank you. So
1: it's been incredible.
2: It's been it's been nice, you know, and everything that I've dreamed of, uh, you know, I've been touring with uh, with Chris Bodie, who is like a multi Grammy Award uh, winning artist. And uh, I've got solo tours, performed in Mexico, you know, did a TED performance. So it's been it's been a lot of wonderful things. And I'm I'm really grateful how it turned out. But it was yeah, it was a battle to get on this. To get in this
1: path how i'm just imagining how validating i mean i know you don't need to seek external validation from anyone else but for you to accomplish those things and and for your parents like faith in you to be vindicated so to speak because they they like it sounds like they were willing to to like kind of i don't know what the, word, the term is devil's advocate but like it sounds like they were like i'm not oh, sorry it pops up um they um They had their concerns, but like once you prove, once you just showed like you just weren't going to give up, like, well, yeah, of course we trust you. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, I just, I'm really inspired to see how like parent support is like so helpful. Like for musicians, it's just, you know, we need to have a support system to be able to thrive, you Mm -hmm. know? And I'm so sorry. And there's a little dancing icon that needs to. Thank you. Really appreciate this in the middle of my <laughs> conversation. Sorry about that, but it wouldn't
0: stop dancing. Well, it is uh, very <laughs> inspiring to hear that. Yeah, it's really cool. That you had the ability to, to keep going, even at, though sometimes it didn't look like you were going to do it. Mm-hmm. So I mean,
2: so is it still there? The icon? <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me.
1: <laughs> I moved the computer. This is so embarrassing. Hold on. I got to get it working all i wanted to do was just can you tell i'm 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 an old man apparently not not up to speed with the new uh computer
0: system he's just giving everyone time to take that (laughs) awesome origin story and really think about the courage it took really yeah
2: digest it yeah
1: meeting full screen there we are again yay you're so patient i really appreciate you Sorry about you that versus
2: it's, technology.
1: I'm so one, embarrassed. One,
2: z- one zero.
1: Okay. <laughs> like Good. this happens and I'm just today, like oh, man, man. <laughs> wins. But yeah, man it,
2: wins just today.
1: Yeah, <laughs> appreciate your patience <laughs> with the technical issues on aisle five. So I really I want to get back. Well, and I also was really blown away by um, like what we were just talking about like the parent thing is like how important it is to have a support system um, and what you can accomplish. I mean, I got to tell you, it's it certainly when you talk about a school like Juilliard, you know, every musician knows about Juilliard. And even for me as a kid, being uh, I was classically trained in the piano, um, those that was thrown out there. Oh, you could go to Juilliard. You know, I'm like, no way. I could never, I could, I could never, you know, you know what I mean? It's like that kind of thing. Yeah. So um, to see you go and accomplish that and then it's fresh, too, because you just you just finished last year. Mm. was it was it just a bit surreal to have it happen during the the whole pandemic thing Was that kind of
2: uh, loaded question it was yeah, uh, we, don't to, we
1: don't have to go there we don't want to i'm just genuinely curious <laughs> no
2: no no it's it's okay i mean i had time to to get over Process, it It was but... if it, it was hard i mean it, it was it was a bit depressing back in back uh in the day it wasn't that far you know uh that long ago just a little over a year under a year ago um i was looking forward to the whole graduation walking to get my diploma hanging out with all of my friends and the entire second half of my last year got cut off and the downside of master's program is it's only two years so my graduation recital that i was so looking forward to you know i had people coming from philadelphia and, you know, all of my New York friends. And wow. it, was, it was just very exciting. Big. Yeah, my, my family was trying to, you know, to make travel arrangements to come. And then, oh, wow. of course, when things started getting canceled, my graduation recital was the first one to go. Because Juilliard got on board with all mm. the CDC restrictions right away. So they were one of the first to be like, okay, none of this is going to happen. And it was it was a hard hit. I was like, oh, my God. So they messaged us. um emailed us and the president, Damien Wetzel, he was like, yeah, we're going to give you all the opportunity to play them in the fall.
3: Mm.
2: It's all going to be fine. Once this is once this is all over for fall 2020, you're right. going to get back and played. And I was like, all right, that's cool. That's great. Little did they know. Right. Um, but yeah, so I had to play that graduation recital in my parents' bedroom. It was just me. There's no pianist. There was no compliment. Wow. No and I, I had I had a wonderful idea for my graduation recital. I wanted to make it different than my previous graduation recitals, which is always just a showcase. Like you go there and you play like a certain caprice, you play a certain bach piece, and then you play one style concerto, the other style concerto, and it's all very standard. And I wanted to get away from it as far as possible. I wanted to make it interesting. I wanted to make it a performance. So my idea was Anastasia and Friends. And I wanted to have a bunch of sketches, a bunch of little pieces with different Uh, instruments. So I wanted to invite my viola friend. I wanted to do it with my piano partner here in Philadelphia. I wanted to do it with my singer friend. I wanted to do a duo sonata with another violinist, a friend of mine. So I had plans for such a fun and interactive performance. And then of course, yeah, it all got, um, you know, it, it all got down to a self-recorded on the phone performance of just different, different things like solo violin things. Bob, can I just just pause you though?
1: May I please pause you and just tell you like, I don't know about how you feel Ryan, but like, I'm just amazed that that's your level of creativity. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm blown away. I'm like, that's a fantastic idea. You know, like a very creative mind. Uh, I just, I'm fascinated. Like I, (sighs) so many musicians are some of the most creative people we meet like, you know, there's always this kind of like this. Well, it's like that performer in you, you know, like it's, it's the showman coming out. And as mm-hmm. someone who absolutely is obsessed in my everyday life of being, you know, I wear the little harmonica everywhere I go. It's part of the act. Like, it's just what I do. Right. <laughs> it's I'm, I'm, <laughs> had to bring a call that Harmonica is coming up on a set.
0: Oh, boy.
1: I have little shanties that I play.
0: <laughs> anyway, all right, don't nice. encourage him. <laughs> don't he was encourage- bound to
2: come up at some point. Right. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. I mean, it was just,
2: there.
1: It it was no, but it just it was I'm there. Just, it was there. Just so blown away. I and mean,
0: now that we're now that we're over that. But that
1: just here. sounds like a blast, like what you describe about, like bringing the friends in and doing little, like it sounds like a ton of fun. And that's that's it, it is that sort of fun, upbeat kind of like mindset that I'm I'm so well, I, I just, we see it just, I see this theme. It
0: keeps coming up for me. Like, you know, I, I just thought of something. I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you. Um, when things were happening in your life that were like almost evidence that what you wanted to do was right. you know, wanting to be a musician. Like, what were you thinking every time that happened? Were you expecting it or did it just happen? You're like, oh, wow, it's a sign or whatever.
2: I think that many people mention it. I have have heard people talk about it. I have read about it on the internet. Oftentimes, whenever you're working so hard for something, when it finally happens, if have you seen the movie Soul? Yes, yes, we have. Pixar.
1: We watched it together. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah, So that the moment when they (laughs) come out. Yeah. (laughs) Can you tell?
1: All right, sorry. The Soul. Go, please.
2: (laughs) So the moment when he comes out with. I forget her name with the, the saxophone player when they come out, hmm. it looks so much like Blue Note in New York, the club that they're performing in. I'm like, this is definitely drawn after Blue Note. It's so similar, even the exit. And I was like, oh, OK, anyways, they're standing outside. On it's cool streets. Yeah. And then they are talking and he's like, well, what am I supposed to feel? You know, I was I was waiting for this day my entire life. And then I like what's next? And she's like, well, I'll see you here tomorrow at the same time. That's what's next. And she's like, it's just like a river that, you know, ends up in the ocean. It's still water. You're still in the water. So that's, I mean, that hit, that hit home. I was like, that's, that's, that's what I usually feel whenever things start happening. And then it's like a big gig or a major opportunity. Oftentimes I'm like, that's cool. Yeah, it's it's awesome. I'm excited, but <laughs> I'm excited in my head. But like emotionally, I feel like it's been something that I've been working so hard for. And right. this was already my dream, my goal for a while. So now I'm just getting there. So it wasn't something that like popped up unexpectedly. I do. I'm a firm believer that whenever something comes your way, it's because you earned it. You've been working hard for it. And it's just this is just the right time for something like that to pop up. So yeah' I'm, I'm excited. I'm most of the time I'm excited down the road when I actually get to do the gig or when I actually go, you know like have I don't know, like an autograph signing session post concert, something like that like after po- post post uh, event. But the moment I get invited the moment uh, you know that email hit my mailbox or something like that, I'm like, still it's it's still water. I'm still in the water. <laughs> it's still part of what I do. Yeah. So I wish, I wish there was a more romantic and you know, like glamorous, uh, idealistic version of answer to this question. But the reality is, yeah, you, I don't jump up and down at every amazing opportunity that comes my way. This just, there's, there's not as much of the. Oh my god. You know, like the movie surprise, <laughs> sometimes sometimes there is when it's like really unexpected, but most but, of the time it's just and that's why we're so flattered that
1: you that you came on the show and, and had that reaction to come here. I really, frankly, it's it's no, I'm, <laughs> but I really I just.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, but uh, I really, um. you know, it makes sense. You know, that, what? You know there's but, an element. There's an element. Well, it seems like you were expecting it to happen. Mm, so yeah, yeah. It, mm-hmm. that's why you weren't surprised. Mm-hmm. You Mm -hmm. might not known exactly what it was, but you were expecting it.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, you know, we talked about this so much that the thing that folks with a lot of negative energy miss is the if you expect bad things to happen, that's what happens. Mm
3: -hmm. And
1: um, I find we find that a lot of musicians have the other opinion. It's like you expect good things to happen and they work toward it. Like, I just see a lot of driven people. In the community, like there's this stereotype that musicians are lazy, and I have yet to have I have yet to see that be the case with all the professionals that like everyone that we meet. Like, oh, it, we're it, the it, laziest people
2: you'll ever meet
1: in a way, I guess.
2: <laughs> we are, we are, but yeah, because.
1: Let's yeah i'm honest mean, about it we're lazy isn't it weird that like <laughs> the bias against musicians is almost as universal as you know music is universal language but the bias against musicians is it's, it's like almost there
0: i don't know It just that what is that it's weird that that's cross-cultural and that's uh what did you think the first time your parents showed opposition
1: oh yeah that's good.
0: were it's, you like oh no i don't want to do it or were you like no i i'm gonna do it no matter what like i'm curious what you were thinking
2: repeat the question when they they, when they what
0: when they um when they were expressing that they didn't feel you know music should be your main career for the first time
2: um i felt a lot of anger definitely was a lot of resistance like right away i felt like it was building up i'm like no the defense you know the the defense uh uh the the defense mechanism that kicked in i was like no you don't hey. tell me what to do It's. My <laughs> yeah. life.
0: it's i it know was, the feeling believe me
2: <laughs> it was it was difficult because i felt like suddenly i have to i had to prove the value of something that <clears throat> that was already proven to me inside me so i had to finally it's like you know it's like when you are dating somebody and your parents don't like them you have to somehow communicate to your parents what you love about that person but after all you're like well you're not the one dating them it's you know it's my <laughs> yeah. choice after all exactly. so with music it was it was very similar i felt like i had to make i felt like i had to make the case for it um, for my parents. And I understand, you know, parents, parental support is not a blind support. And that's what is so valuable about it. Because oftentimes your friends, and don't get me wrong, I do love when people that surround me just blindly encourage everything I do, but you have to. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: What is that? Well,
0: That's just, so funny. I it just the way you phrased that was just perfect. It was funny. It, yeah, it was so perfect it made just, it comical.
1: We understand that certain people who are of a certain quality and character and class as yourself are going to have a lot of people who are just excited about you, right? Cuz you bring <laughs> great energy. You know, yeah, so like, hey, go And everyone's it. like, "Yes, yes, yes." Yeah, and they want to cheer go you on. It. They feel like yeah, childish, but it but, takes uh, the guts mean- it takes
2: the guts to to tell yeah. you hey yeah. pause take a step back uh maybe this is not the best thing for you maybe this is maybe you're working yourself out uh yeah. you know like wearing yourself off maybe you are tiring yourself out maybe this is not worth it maybe you know it's it takes the guts to to be honest so i appreciated it from them like years later now thinking back, I, I appreciate it, you know, because they were they truly want the best for me. So they just wanted to make sure that I'm not going for something in the heat of the moment just mm-hmm. because it's like, yay, okay. you know, it's romantic, yeah. it's glamorous. And, <laughs> yeah.
1: that's support know, though.
2: Yeah, it is yeah. that's that's the definition of support. Yeah, really. They were truly wanting the best for me. And then that's when a good they point. saw that when they saw that my decision was not an adolescent crisis kind of driven decision it was just like that's a good
0: way to put it Yeah,
2: i don't like you guys i'm gonna be a musician yeah yeah that's a great way to put it yeah you know way too way too disappoint the family (laughs) yeah so 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 yeah, for, for, for me, I appreciate it. Many years later, I know that they wanted the best for me. And they're my biggest supporters to this day. Mm-hmm. And there are somebody who would tell me how it is flat out. They are, they're not going to dance around and be like, oh, you know, but great job. But there's, they're going <laughs> to be like, no, you effed up.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and I would get mad.
2: I would get mad still. My dad... Called me. It was a very life changing call for me, probably the most life changing uh, call for me that happened in my first year of Juliet. My dad literally called me. Uh, Am I allowed to say curse words out here? Or Yeah, I be yourself. Easy?
1: You can say how Yeah. You so
2: was. he called me and he was like, You sound like shit. And I wow. was like, All right, come at me. What can I ask you a question you though? Say?
0: Not yeah. pulling was that, any punches. There? Was that
1: spoken in the language of English or Russian?
2: Russian. It was. Oh Russian. my
0: gosh. Yeah. Can you do you want to No, I'm not going to No, I'm shit, not going to okay. make you say it in Russian, but like, I
1: just it, I want I just wanted to be able to hear that in my head a certain way. Okay.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I obviously again, the same thing, defense mechanism. He was like, you got stripped off of all personality, all identity, everything that made you you. I don't hear your sound anymore. You sound. I mean, wow. you play everything well. The notes are there, but you're being shaped into somebody you are not like the Juilliard is making you into somebody you are not you are becoming you know that box musician and i i was mad i started obviously fighting back i was like you know you don't listen to music enough anymore you don't know anything
1: it's you know, difficult you, I, when the the like the criticism coming your way is very specific and he obviously has musical intelligence yeah. and knowledge. So he's coming at you with these very specific.
2: Yeah, things. I'm
1: like, Dang, exactly. oh So oh I gosh. started,
2: you know, I started coming up with all sorts of excuses. I'm like, you haven't heard me perform live in many years. This is all phone recordings. The sound is altered. He's like, I don't need huh. a high quality recording to hear that you are not playing like my daughter used to play. You're just playing like a musician that's been shaped into a certain certain type, certain sounding musician but you're not yourself anymore you're playing Mm. like a bunch of people have told you how to do it and I haven't spoken to him for a week after that this is the longest we have not spoken so he texted me uh a week later and he was like so still not speaking to me and I was like yeah whatever you know I'll talk (laughs) so we got on the phone one more time and as I you know as I took time to process it and he was like I'm not telling you you are not doing it right I'm not telling you that everything you're up to is you're up to no good I'm just telling you a very specific thing that you got lost in the sea of so many opinions in the sea of so many reputable people that are telling you hey this is how things should be done and -hmm. of course when I got to Juilliard and when I got to America to begin with I took every single advice that was given to me for its ultimate value as the ultimate truth. I was like, this is how it should be played. Yeah, but you this came
1: to be, be a sponge. Like you literally, that's the whole purpose of going to a place like Juilliard is that exactly. process. You've got to understand yeah. everyone else's views as well in order for you to be on that journey to find yourself. I'm just impressed that like, well, number one, your relationship is so good that like the, the longest you've ever gone without speaking your
0: dad's, <laughs> is. A week oh man yeah you handled that's that's that amazing commentary extremely well yeah like going yeah. coming well, away from it no and we are way, we
2: have way, a very good relationship yes yeah, communication
0: so me, is blowing me away like
1: the way you came back he just reached he's just like hey so what's going on and you're like let's talk and then i just i'm because i'm a father right so this i'm touched it's cool i just
2: no No, i mean i was pissed i was i was pissed out of my mind i was like how how dare you make that commentary you know i was the one who got into juilliard i am the one who you know i got cocky because i was like why are you telling me all these things so the reason why the sponge yeah that's right but that process it has a beginning and an end so the beginning to the process of becoming a musician that you want to be is being a sponge absolutely there's all the you know all the videos out there all the recordings all the master classes your degrees multiple things that you're doing you're soaking it all Mm -hmm. in soaking it up but then at some point it's got to stop and at some point you have to you have to just release that latch and you're going to be like okay i trust myself enough that I have enough experience, that I've heard enough interpretations, that I know what I'm doing, and I could just be myself. I did not, I hit that point, but I didn't release. So I kept just going on with what people were telling me. And my dad, miraculously, of all the amazing professionals that I've worked with at Juilliard, my dad, who is technically a retired musician many, many years. He's not like doing it professionally anymore. He's not in a loop, so to speak. He You're was never the one retired. who pointed it out. Yeah. yeah. Are you really ever retired? Never. Uh, yeah, so he he pointed it out and I I had a meltdown. Like I broke down in that conversation. I was like, oh my God, what the hell am I doing with my life? He's like, you don't sound like yourself anymore. You're not trusting yourself to just play like you want to play. All I hear is interpretations of other people that you are bringing to the table but you're not there's nothing that's coming from you and it was the longest process after that I I practiced for days and I would just play the piece I would play one phrase of the piece that I was working on at the time and I would play it and I would ask myself did I hear this somewhere or is it me and I would be like nope I definitely heard it somewhere this is how this or that told me to play it okay another layer taking it off this is not me And then I had to peel off about like 10 or 15 layers to finally get to how I wanted to hear the phrase. And then I started, I started practicing that way and it felt liberating as hell. I was like, oh my God, this, this was supposed to happen a while ago. So I started sending those little sketches recorded on my little voice memos recorded on my phone to my family. And my dad was like, you know, I'm just walking around. Like I'm, I'm, I'm pacing, I'm listening to it because it's not perfect, but it's you. I hear you finally. He's like, please keep sending these. So, yeah. And my mom would be like, yeah, he's just locking himself in the room. He's just listening to it many, many times on repeat, just uh. like a one minute recording. Oh, and he's your like, dad
1: That's your dad listens. Your dad really listens to you.
2: Yeah. So from there on, unstoppable. From there on, I think I've taken to a different extreme. I, I'm like, to the point where sometimes I get defensive if people are trying to prove that I should be doing things a certain way. And I'm like, you can certainly advise me.
1: Right, uh, noted, but under advisement, thanks.
2: noted, I'll process it, I'll consider it, but don't expect me to just, you know, uproot my entire existence and just start doing things your way that ain't happening because I feel like now <laughs> it's, you know, it's the opposite. So now, now I'm so afraid to get back to just listening too much. That I i have to tone it down a little bit and sometimes just be vulnerable and be like, okay, I'll listen, I'll see what mm-hmm. you have to say. Maybe I do have to change the chorus ever so slightly. But from there on, the most the most important thing I've been telling to literally every musician that comes to me, like, how do I find myself in the music industry? I'm like, Well, first you have to find yourself on your instrument because the chances mm-hmm. are you're not yourself, you're just a big pile of opinions and master classes and other people's interpretations. You're not you, and that's why you're not successful. Because nobody is interested in, you know, a compilation of other people's opinions, and you trying to. Yeah, <laughs> nobody's really interested in it. So unless you that's find a very yourself, nobody's going to it. hire you.
1: Do you keep uh, the way you throw out some of your English phrases are just. They're so. <laughs> no, but just your English is is so much better than mine. you said
0: liberating like that was a specific word that you used Uh, what specifically were you talking about liberating yeah
2: um well because when you're starting to play what you hear when you're started to starting to dig deep inside you you don't have any standard you don't have a bar you don't have like a certain certain template that you have to fit in like if you're trying to do what your teacher told you you're always going to be like no that's not how it sounded in the lesson when he wanted me to do it or she wanted me to do it now let me try again no that's Mm. not quite it when you're playing how you want to hear it the only thing that's uh leading you is how you want to hear it you hear it you like it you go on so it's liberating you don't have to repeat it for 50 more times just to make it sound i think how it should sound you're like no this is how i want to hear it i like it moving on so doesn't that's feel good when
1: we like allow ourselves to be free as a musician like to be able to remove uh-huh. some of that friction from the instrument we talk about this a lot and i love mm-hmm. the, this concept of rem- like
0: getting out of your own way
2: mm-hmm. you know precisely. Uh, precisely Yeah, stifling
0: creativity like i feel that's all it does you know yeah it's just a roadblock Hmm. But, you know, I I,
1: that's part of the journey, though, like to run into those roadblocks and understand, like, it's a really fun process to to you get to know yourself as you as you remove yourself from the instrument. Well, and I would the visual thing that you gave that you gave me with like the way you peel back layers. That's what it's Mm -hmm. like. Um, And then you just you keep working on reaching that state of expression, you know, with your instrument where it's just. It's just, you can just, the muscles will just do the work and you can just think,
0: and that's how you. uh, Mm -hmm. For you being a violin player, what's your like number one way to connect to the instrument? Like that might be unique to the violin. Cause you talked about being connected and.
2: With the violin, I think it's easier than some other instruments because literally the way we hold it it feels like an extension you know we have huh. an instrument here the bow here so it feels like you just have extra long arms that are made of different material and you're it's still it still fits with within your yourself as you're playing i think that's that helps a lot at least the way i see it that if you treat it as an extension of of yourself and then the violin i think it's very in my in my experience, it's very rewarding when you are just taking risks. You're trusting yourself to do certain things. Because I noticed that my violin started sounding different when I stopped trying to fit into each each box I could possibly fit in. And the instrument it might be some, you know, like esoteric. Crap! That I'm like, boy, I don't know. (laughs) But I do feel like the instrument understands the energy, and if you are there, and then you're confident in what you're doing, and then you're just trying to communicate that, you're just trying to express yourself through your instrument being an extension of yourself. Then it happens. If you're trying to make yourself into somebody, if you're trying to make your music into some something else, into somebody else's interpretation, it's always going to be secondhand. It's always going to sound like it's it doesn't belong there. So it's not going to work out. So that's that's kind of how I see it.
0: Yeah. I mean, you can't we can't argue that. I mean <laughs> we no. can't. It's I, I think that's that's one of the best lessons that you can teach a musician is above all be yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I think that's what stops a lot of people from getting to where they want to be. Like you talked about is because Mm -hmm. of that.
2: Precisely. I mean, it's easy to say, right? Because everybody from every corner, like everybody and their mom telling you, you have to be yourself, but what does it (laughs) truly mean?
1: right exactly be, be my version of what i think the yourself should be yeah exactly, exactly. Information. Yeah, exactly, information right. yourself but do it this way now
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> pretty much pretty much so it's it's hard and i mean for me it was unexpected the way my dad put it it was hurtful at the time it was unfair it was inaccurate all things um, that hit my hit my head and it was like my, my mind was going 100 miles an hour and I was like this is like this is BS this cannot be true and then after taking some time and after giving it a go one more time giving that mm-hmm. conversation a go one more time I was just I was shocked I was electrocuted I was like oh my god I can't believe that this is happening because this indeed is happening it's like when you're so deep into something, you don't even remember when it started. And I was like, yeah, okay, I was a sponge for a while. It's time to it's time to just give back. Time to let myself be myself again. It's difficult and it and it's not always as easy as finding an article or like having somebody tell you that. Oftentimes it just doesn't come at the right time. So you're just not you're not in the right condition to hear it and interpret it, to have it change. Yeah, that
1: makes sense. Because, the, well, it's the motions. That's how emotions work. I mean, obviously, the relationship, with yeah, it's super important. You guys are super close. So his opinion of you matters, right? Like, and and to get any kind of perceived criticism from something that you very obviously look up to, um, mm-hmm. I know what that feels like. So, um, you know, I just, I think every musician has to go through this journey about like, being like we're consuming other musicians content mm-hmm. and copying versus like how do we find our own voice and because it's so like we have to copy right there's, there's an element of that to mm-hmm. how we um well actually this has come up for me
0: very recently because i think it's of, more of being inspired by
1: yeah 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 thank yeah. you i mean i really uh, how do you be inspired without like well because it's it's the difference between am i going to spend my time playing covers or am i going to write some originals um it's why i really kind of hesitated on really really diving into the beatles because i have this obsessive hyper focus thing where it's like if i get into an artist i really get into one then i'm gonna just like oh i'm just gonna soak every like sponge right like i'm just gonna take absorb every last drop of i can get out of something and um i really don't want to like well the beatles were so popular Mm -hmm. (laughs) so it was just like i know half their catalog anyway because they're everywhere i think i had the full story and I was like, I really don't want to be like everybody else. They're popular, so I stay away from the popular. Thing. I don't know. It was this mindset that I just had that was just wrong. Why do correct? we hang
0: out then? I, <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry. I had
1: to just... um, you know, I guess I was too cool for school, Ryan. So we've come to find out. Fast forward all these years later, Ryan's essentially right about everything. <laughs> never wrong, folks. I, never wrong. That is it's never happens. I wish that were true. It's never happened. Not in our relationship. <laughs> Fifteen years, as you pointed out today.
0: I wish anyway, that were true. Fifteen years, he says.
1: Super. Season. We'll get into later. Yeah.
0: Do you <laughs> want to? Do you want to be the referee of the fist fight we're about to have right now?
2: Remotely. <laughs> you remotely. Put you. You, you can just. Mi- you can just put me on mute, and that's yeah. where it's going to end.
0: <laughs> it seemed. It seems like. You keep hitting the wall back here. Music appreciation means a lot to you. Hmm. What? What would you like to say about that? Like. To Music everyone.
2: appreciation. Yeah. Coming from non-musicians.
0: Yeah. Mm. or people that Uh, think it's not a good career choice or not of that much importance in the world you know all the typical criticisms that you'd hear
2: well I mean people that think that it's not important thank you for your opinion I guess nobody cares (laughs) (laughs) I don't honestly (laughs) No, but if 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 we're being serious, I mean, I was being serious. But if we're being PC, let me put it this way. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, mean. well, again, it's 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 about validation as well. Because if the importance of what we do will be defined by folks that thinks it's not important, then then what? What are we gonna do? We're gonna go like hang ourselves and then throw our violin in the fire? Like what are we gonna do? What do you expect us to do (laughs) when they're saying it's not important? important? Right. No, donate it to charity. No, go. but but, <laughs> you know, it, it's it's just weird that people that are expressing that opinion. I'm always sometimes I'm just really perplexed why people have been voiced their opinions. So I'm like, it's just dumb. Like, why would you say something like that? They'd be like, music is not essential. Music is not important. So musicians should just
1: well, not exist. But it just uninformed yeah, people, you know, for the most part. I mean, people that tend to be critical in this way or who don't think that music's a real option just probably themselves have never done it or just don't know a lot of professional musicians
0: haven't mm-hmm. network to have a- But yeah most of those people listen to music on their way to work it's true. on the way from work and in their in an elevator Yeah 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 all the yeah. content that they had to take in during mm-hmm. the pandemic
2: It was know. all art it was all right. the non important music that you
0: Yeah thought, talk about essential
2: yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah, I am in between sometimes I'm really annoyed and I'm like fed up with comments like that. And sometimes if I'm not having a good day, I could be a bitch about it. But most of the time, <laughs> most of the time I, they, they deserved fun. it though. Well, I mean, that's not for me to decide, but <laughs> any, any, anyhow, anyhow, they were
0: asking for it. Anyway, I mean, if
2: they come to my page, if they come to my page and they leave a comment like that, then, yeah, they're asking for it. I don't go and like <laughs> hunt people down for comments that they write on their page. You know, if they're She's coming pretty, to my page, you got to be careful. She's pretty wicked
1: with the bow. Get it. OK, anyway, yeah, sorry. pretty much. Me.
2: But if they're coming to my sure. page and they're expressing that on my page, my porch, you know, you come to my porch, you express <laughs> that. you're going to get a backlash because this is my community.
0: Right. But yeah, yeah. whatever
2: your, you know, whatever your opinion is outside of that, there's nothing I could do about it because I can't possibly track everybody down. But the thing is, I I do, that was the reason for me. Another
1: like you've contemplated it. Like you had the math. I may,
2: I may, I may or may not have. I'll take a fifth.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I'm not. Hey,
0: you're passionate, you know, that's.
2: Yeah that's a good
0: trait you know
2: it's um it was one of the reasons why i started my instagram channel because i thought that people didn't know a lot about how it works in the music Mm. in the music world and oftentimes when i post videos of me like doing stuff behind the scenes and like now i started my patreon account finally and i'm posting daily yeah i'm posting daily practice videos there and those are raw and unedited nothing like what I do on Instagram, which is you know, I dress up and I try to look nice most of the time. Uh, today's an exception, whatever, <laughs> <laughs> whatever, indeed. Um, and I got a comment from one of my patrons recently, which was like, Wow, it's it, I had no idea that that's how practicing works, it takes so much focus and so much yeah. time. I had no idea. Thank you so much for, for showing, you. I'm so glad I'm here supporting you, but I had no idea that. That's what you guys have to do. Like, that's how detailed the work is. And I'm like, people out there, even people that are supportive of the arts, like that that gentleman, he seems to be very keen, you know, uh, and, and uh, supportive of the arts, but he himself had no idea. So what about people that do not like music or do not? They probably think that what we yeah. do is just pretense. So... That was something for me to, one of my goals, I was like, I just want to show that it's not all glamorous. And sometimes when I tour, you know, I am showing stuff like, you know, like a five-star hotels and like business class traveling, And it might look like if it's just one side of it, it might look like what we do is just pure glamor. And And you're like, yeah, that's not how it works. You know, you're going to have like two hours of sleep that night, you're probably going to be sick as a dog. You're still going to have to get on stage and perform. And nobody cares because people paid the money. You're probably not going to have any social life because you're on tour for two months. You haven't seen your loved ones. You haven't been going out. Can't catch up You're not a
0: human being, though. You're a musician. Yeah, Yeah,
2: musician. So oftentimes people have that notion that, oh, if she's or he's successful with something and they have all this beautiful upside of things that their life is just, you know, chocolate and there's no trouble in there. It's not true. And not many musicians go at length to show the downside because they're like, oh, it's going it's not going to look good. You know, I'm, I'm ashamed of looking different than what I'm perceived, not as pretty, not as. Uh, in tune, not as smooth, not as successful. I'm no. I mean, it's all it's all real, and it's important because mm. that image also adds to the perception that music is a hobby, and we do it for fun, and we could work for free, and we could work for exposure, and all the BS that Music comes with is it.
1: fun, though. I mean, it is.
2: It is, it, but it's not also, only I hear you that. Say, did
1: I hear yeah. you say life is chocolate? I'm pretty sure I heard you life say life is a is... box
2: of chocolate. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, but yeah. I.
1: Life is chocolate as a, as a chocolate's delicious. Music is chocolate. Like, music is great. It's the good stuff. You know, it's fun. Yeah. And it, um, I understand how that perception can be misleading because it's like,
0: you know. Like, it didn't require blood, sweat, and tears right. to get where you are. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. They only see you today looking successful. They don't understand all the journey behind you and stuff
0: that, like, all the struggle, blood, sweat, no, blood, sweat. Yeah, all right. I'm repeating it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I do. Yeah. They see the moment. Your moment under the spotlight, yeah, you know, and they mm-hmm. just they think yeah. somehow it's always been that way, but you know they don't and know that's what all
2: the, there is, and that's yeah. all there is. They're like, there's nothing that happens beyond. This. It's just my day, twenty four seven.
0: But think of it this
1: way too, like yeah. for musicians, for most many of us, the performance itself, the art of it, and that performance is like a, one of the highlights of our life, mm-hmm. and so that person on the listener end who's viewing the performance like they're seeing you at your very best that your high, the highlight of your life so to speak if it's like one of these great performances um you know it it absolutely does not encompass your entire humanity Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and that gets lost somewhere in the shuffle i think
2: yeah I mean, it's, it's normal. It's human. And I, I don't expect everybody who comes and hear me perform live to, you know, like peel down all the layers and be like, peel back all the layers and be like, Oh, oh right. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about how, she- no, it's not that it just comes. <laughs> that's, what, that's what this
1: is for the conversation.
0: This is why we're doing you this. Like, you don't want everyone in the audience to this. come up and be, Oh, your left hand technique <laughs> is so perfect on that.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, You love the way that you hit
2: the mic.
1: (laughs) That (laughs) bow technique is. Oh, and I'm sorry. And I I don't know why I'm bringing this up, but it's just because I only saw it like yesterday. But there's a company that that makes a little bow for guitar strings, Mm -hmm. and you can like use a little tiny bow like a violinist. (laughs) I wanted to get both of your input on
0: in real time. I kind of want to ask just a quick question. (laughs) Sorry
1: for changing this up. I just really wanted both of you to tell me.
0: Is there something with? violin players and people touching their bows. Oh, really?
2: I don't like when people touch my instrument, period. I don't let it go like, oh, get it. No, <laughs> can I just know?
0: Yeah. If they put their finger on the, the front, like the top of it, I heard like I'll, that's like the all yeah, ulti- my
2: fist on them then.
0: Yeah. <laughs> what is it about touching the front of the bow? <laughs> well,
2: I'm not that violent. No, I'm not that violent.
0: What not, is it not about
2: most days? <laughs>
0: <laughs> what is it about touching the front of the bow?
2: Um, so the reason here is, first of all, cautiousness, because the instrument and the bow are expensive. They're worth a yeah. lot of money. So I don't want to give them to the person who I don't know, and I have no idea who they are, how careful they are. It's you know it's gonna be, li- be a liability, so I just simply avoid those situations. And secondly, with the bow, you just simply don't touch the hair of it because it gets your body oil on it, the grease, oh, yeah. and then it just doesn't. the The rosin doesn't stick, so you're gonna get this weird blank, blank point when you're playing. It's just going oh. to have a sound and then disappear because there's no huh. connection there. With the violin, if you're touching it with your hands, the varnish is gonna come off again. The grease, the the acid. Uh, it's just, yeah, I never, violinists never hold their instruments by the body. It's always by the neck of the violin because if oh, you're touching true. the body, the varnish is going to come off. So simple yeah. as that. that it's just,
0: I didn't even think about mo- that. That explains the move, the calculated movement. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That, so, I there's usually that. Bad.
0: Oh my gosh, that's awesome. That's cool. That yeah. really hit me. I'm like, oh, wow. Okay.
1: But no, no, it, <laughs> no, because I can, I, well, it's just, I can remember having discussions with my, my pianist my piano teacher way back as a little kid about the oils in the hand because uh, there was a spot on her piano and she explained to me about like instrument care and how um and like what the human hand does to instrument the no but uh, i it's funny but because i don't personally play the violin um i i it never in my brain like yeah of course you're gonna wanna like what's the best way to carry
0: it no what's the the norm when it comes to your violin do most violin players keep the same one try to keep the same one their whole life or did is there a moment when you should try to you have 10 violins yeah like how does it how work because with guitar players it's afford like,
2: 10 violins
0: <laughs> with guitar right. players you usually have like one go-to and maybe like one or two other ones just to mix it up but mm-hmm. i'm curious like violin perspective
2: uh it depends i mean if you can financially afford to have multiple instruments sure i um the violin I currently play on, I don't own it. It's on my loan from the foundation. Um, but the instrument that I do have back at home, it's back when my dad purchased it, very long time ago. Um, and that's not the instrument, unfortunately, that I could play in performance. Like it's not as strong of an instrument, it doesn't project as well. So mm. I cannot use it as my go to violin. Um, so yeah, I currently have this instrument, and what's next? I don't know. I'm hoping I could get another loan because another instrument, like a good instrument of this level, um, is a few hundred thousand dollars. Which wow. is wow. What? Yeah, it's not easy to just like.
1: I'm and when you say wow. expensive, I'm I'm thinking because guitars can get like in the few thousands pretty quickly, mm-hmm. but that's about. There's sort of a, and then like there's some of them that are going to be in the twelve thousand, twenty thousand, mm-hmm. in higher ranges, but not yet
0: over like 20 is it's kind of insane it's like had to belong to like jimi hendrix yeah. or something you know yeah, yeah.
1: yeah and you're telling me it's it's
0: really
2: yeah it, yeah i mean you could definitely find an instrument for cheaper obviously and i've played on instruments that could be like 50 or 70 or 100 and they sound good
0: mm-hmm. um that next level it, sound
2: yeah, the next level sound in my experience.
0: What is it about the
1: instrument that makes it so valuable? Like, um, Is it its age? Is it its tone? Is it
0: the wood?
2: So the all of those things. Um, there are modern violin makers that do make wonderful instruments and that are incredible and they have all the qualities that you want. But the thing about modern instruments is you don't know how well it works uh, um, like how well it, it, it keeps everything, like how it ages. Oh, over time. You know, what happens to it over oh. time. With the old instruments, the instrument that's like over 100 years old and, and, and older, you could clearly see that it's still wonderful that time has gone by and mm. nothing happened to it and it's still beautiful. Wow. It's like wine, you know, it ages really well. But with modern instruments, yeah, they could sound really incredible today and in a year, it completely could deteriorate. So for me, it's just it's just a risky investment. And I do know a few violin makers that are modern and <clears throat> the instrument look amazing. They sound wonderful. And many of the violin makers uh, these days, they're aware of it. So they offer warranty. They're like, if something happens to it within like a couple of years, we'll be able to fix it, to redo it. We'll be offering like s- essentially customer support. So there is that mm. and people do it and it's wonderful. For me personally, I take joy in, playing modern instruments, but as far as like buying my permanent instrument, if I finally like get to the stage where I could afford it, I would invest into an older instrument. Wow. Definitely.
0: That is really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a very good point though.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, it, you know, and I, I guess I kind of sort of knew that older violins, were. I, I really did not take any time in depth to understand. I, I just, I didn't understand that that type of price point was, like the norm for an
0: instrument like that, that's just crazy. I mean, like crazy is not the word. It's just uh, if I, I think- guess the value is in. Wow. It's limited now, you know,
2: Well, strads, yeah. strads and Guarneri's, they go up to 20 million dollars. You know, there's some wow. performance out there what? like Hilary Hunt, for example, or like Joshua Bell or people like that. They their instruments cost like seven, ten, fourteen, seventeen million 14, 17 million dollars. So people wow. of that level, performers of that level. Wow. And it's not necessarily, I mean, they are like very well known violinists with like That's long, long term careers. <laughs> so even back in the day, How if they bought mean? it, when they bought it, it was maybe like, I don't know, like a million dollars. And they've been oh, they've been the around for a while.
1: Up because but the value keeps because going. Because up.
0: like you said, the age and they Oh, it's, it's like an so investment up. in a house or something, but it's it this is. little thing that you can carry with you. It so is. tell me what like to your, you know, finally trained violinist ear, what is the biggest difference between a $14 million violin and, you know, like a $10,000 violin?
2: Um, well, just like I said, for, for those multi-million dollar instruments, oftentimes it's the brand, it's the name. So if it's a Stradivari, a Gornari, a Amati, uh, those are the names that, you pick up and you're like, oh, it's it's like a like a Ferrari. It's a brand right away. It's top notch. So you're paying for that, obviously. Second of all, the age because the older it is, the more valuable it is. The more well-known people have played on it, so you're like, oh, so it's like cloud.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So there
2: is all of that as well. And then obviously there is also you know the quality of the instrument. Not all the instruments that Amati or Stradivari made were equally exceptional. Some of them are, Mm. you know, all right. So those top-notch violinists that I mentioned, people of their level, they have the best of those makers' instruments. That's why they're so valuable. But they're not all the same. A $10,000 violin could be very good, and it could be very good for its value. When you compare them, sometimes it also depends on what you're looking for in an instrument. If you're looking for an instrument that projects, that really has like a specific type of tone to a certain string, maybe that instrument will be better for you that that $10 million Strat because Mm. they provide a different type of sound. And oftentimes instruments of that caliber are really difficult to play. Because when I played on it, it's the violin commands what to do. So it's not you who takes care. the violin is like, okay, this is what you're going to do to make me sound Good. So we it's, know a hard, it's I know the work. feeling
0: guitars it's are the same
2: work. way huh.
1: guitars mm-hmm. are the same way yeah yeah I we wouldn't think that, that that would translate over but that's
0: fascinating to me too mm-hmm. you have to tame it you huh. have to learn how to tame it right
2: you do yeah so if you're willing to deal with that if that's like uh that that pays off to you then yeah certainly wow but many people are like you know I can pay less and I could still pay like on a higher end for a modern instrument and get whatever I want and not deal with any of this crazy cloud that surrounds <laughs> that instrument, right? So, there is that.
0: That's that's fascinating to me. It's just funny. giving
2: you a heads up, guys, that I have to go teach in fifteen minutes. I have to oh, give well. back to the community. So
0: well, you've <laughs> we done that to- in this conversation. You yeah, uh, really have. Yeah, I know. I like. I I know our listeners are gonna really really enjoy this because. Um, yeah like you just dropped a lot of knowledge you you know shared a lot of experiences that i think (laughs) will be valuable to people who you know don't get you know a hundred percent on full support if they decide to be a musician you know how to handle that and navigate it like you really covered a lot of even technical stuff so yeah like it was just all around really cool
1: yeah um i really appreciate learning um the perspective of like people from all around the world you have such a unique story too like where you came from like what where you're at now that whole thing uh with uh like it's like it's also so core to like just being a person is like we all have these stories but like how music has helped shape that anyway thank you so much um if our listeners want to want to find you um could you call out your social and like, or if you want, like, how, how can, how can our beautiful listeners, uh, you know, come to Anastasia and check out your stuff?
2: Well, if you Google me, you could find my website, Anastasiamusrock.com, And then there's all of my socials there. My handle across all social medias triple M Anastasi so it either has an underscore after triple M or it doesn't I was not consistent back then which I really <laughs> re- regret now I should have kept it consistent but usually yeah if you if you just google my name uh you will have my website pop up my Instagram pop up my YouTube pop up so I am very active in Instagram I am now active on Patreon as well where you know people that want to support my art and get Some cool perks uh, in return, such as behind the scenes videos and daily practice videos, uh, VIP tickets to performances, whenever that resumes. So there's that. I could be found on there as well. If you want, I could just give you all the links that you could maybe link in whatever description. But technically, if you just Google my name, you will be able to find me. No problem. I don't hide.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Is there any any project or event or specific piece of your art that you would direct people to?
2: I mean, these days it's tough because I don't know, whenever whenever it resumes, whatever my next concert will be, I still have no idea. You, before, if we had that conversation like two years ago, I'd easily direct you to the next performance or project. For now, I'm just working on a bunch of uh, recordings and collaborations that are done at home and usually appear mm. on my social media. So if you follow me <clears throat> on my Instagram uh, usually you will not miss out on anything. That's
1: where, the party's, really at, is That's the, where the party's at, what you're
2: saying. That's where the party's at. Precisely. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> thank you so much for having me, guys. It was, uh, it was a wonderful conversation, and you're just, you're fun. I like that. Oh, <laughs> thank, yeah, you thank
3: you so you. much.
1: Um, well, you're fun. Yeah. And uh, so insightful. Thank you uh, for coming on. Ryan, you got anything else you want to share with our beautiful listeners any other, you know, passionate issues you
0: want to share? Bring the Remember forefront. Remember to take your vitamins, people.
2: And it's sunscreen. Your Use sunscreen.
0: Use sunscreen. <laughs> you got one for people, you know. Do I have advice? Yeah, life, life advice. We life. just gave one. What,
1: what, I would say always forward. You know,
0: just oh, okay. never stops women. Keep going for it. Yeah. I think your story uh, epitomizes that in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah. Like,
1: Thank just you. never quit like our like our buddy Anastasia our, our new best friend all right um <laughs> I'll play this out I'm so excited I love playing the hold on let me, let me do thing. Let's, let's share screen I love the technical part of this Is it share sound make sure that works okay share beautiful listeners we love you yeah and then work on that and then we're gonna bring you over here on top next to the yerba and the orange Can she you said
0: 15 minutes like 20 minutes hey ago. you know what all right hold on <laughs> Let's see right. if I can stack this
1: on the air <laughs> And uh, folks, you know where to find us, anchor.fm slash inside the sound and all your fine podcast apps. We love you all. Bye.
3: Inside the sound.